Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. <clears throat> this is Saul Weinreb, the host of your podcast. And we are going to complete today the chapter 3 of the second book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Bet, Perak Gimel. We are up to Pasuk Chaf, that is verse 20. We are at the precipice of peace. Avner has secured the agreement of all of the leaders of the tribal leaders of Israel to unite under David. Avner has been spurned by Ishbosheth the king. He is now coming on a peace mission to Hebron, and we are about to read how suspicion and how old tit for tat um, rivalries will mess up the opportunity for peace. When we listen to, when we hear people talk about sometimes you have to take a risk for peace, <coughs> peace can only come when one is willing to trust. And trust, in this case, trust the enemy, which is an extremely difficult thing to do. And we are about to read a story where the Torah, where the Navi, the prophet, teaches us this lesson that in order to achieve peace, <coughs> sometimes you have to trust your enemy. <coughs> If one were to paraphrase the famous saying of Ronald Reagan, uh, trust but verify, one could have trusted here and then verified indeed that the leaders of Israel were ready to go along with Avner, but that unfortunately was not the course of action that happened. So let's see how this plays out. Avner came to David in Hebron together with 20 men. David made them a party. He made them a feast. So he welcomed him nicely. As David had promised, as long as you keep your agreement before and send Michal back and show that, you, that you're serious, then I will greet you and I will talk to you, which is what happened. So Avner kept his part of the bargain. Again, David was fulfilled the trust but verify. Once he saw that they were willing to give up Michal, David realized that Avner was for real and this, this potential peace has real prospects. So Avner said to David, I will get up, I will stand tall, and I will go. And, and together and round up all of the leaders of Israel and they will all make a covenant and agreement with you and you will be the king over all the people that you desire to lead Avner agreed to do that and David said okay go ahead on your mission bring them all here and I will be king over all of them and he left in peace at this time, Yoav, who, remember, was the one who had had that skirmish with Avner, during which Yoav's brother was killed by Avner. Um, Yoav, who was the head of David's armies, was out with his army on some sort of a military mission of some sort, uh, Vishalol Rav Imam, they had obviously conquered something somewhere. It does not specify who. I guess it's not important for the story. Vishalol Rav Imam Hivyu, and they were bringing a lot of booty that they had, a lot of plunder that they had um, uh, conquered. Avner Im David And by this point, Avner was no longer with David in Hebron, because David had sent him on his way, on his mission, 
and he left peacefully. And Yoav and the entire army that was with him came, and it was told to Yoav, saying, Avner Bener came to the king, and he sent them out, and he went out peacefully. So Yoav came to the king and said, What have you done? Avner came to you, you had him in your hands. He's our enemy. He's the head of our enemy. You could have had him, at least imprisoned him. You could have hung him. You could have held on to him. Why did you just let him go like that? Don't you know Avner Bener? You know him. He's a sneaky guy. He's here to kind of sneak. He's here to trick you. He's not, he's not being honest. He doesn't mean it. And remember that the... the 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 words of the uh, of the navi here were clear to tell us that Avner was not trying to trick that Avner was actually genuine. But Yoav isn't willing to even allow for that possibility, and he therefore says he certainly came to trick you. How could you trust him? He came to to scout you out to check out what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are, to check out the city. He wanted to know what you're doing when you go here, when you go there, what your what your patterns are like, so he can t- exploit your weaknesses. And Yoav left David. Remember, it doesn't say here what David's response was. David didn't respond and say no. Um, um, you're wrong. And he didn't. Um, rather, David. Uh, but it, but it just says that Yoav left. One gets the impression that David disagreed with Yoav, but didn't um, exactly uh, uh, instruct him as to what to or what not to do. And so then Yoav, after he left David, he sent messengers after Avner. And they brought him back from the bar, the uh, the cistern at Sira. So in other words, they caught up to him. They brought him back, and David did not know. Uh, obviously, Yoav was afraid that if David would know that they had Avner, David would want to treat him properly, because David had already demonstrated that he wanted to make peace with him. Vayashov Avner Chevron, Avner, not knowing that there was this enmity, that there was this disagreement between Yoav and David. All Avner knew was that was that the this peace pact was being drawn up. That David had sent him out to to bring all of Israel together. And for all he knows, Yoav is bringing him back to continue and further those discussions. So when he brings Av, so Avner comes back Chevron without a fight. And Yoav took him into the gate. In other words, to have a discussion with Limudaber Ito Basheli to talk with him in private. And he struck him, he, he stabbed him in the belly, and he died in revenge for killing Asoel, who was the brother of Yoav. So Yoav here, through his anger and through his unwillingness to give Avner a chance, and through his unwillingness, this entire peace accord just fell apart because he was suspicious we certainly understand his suspicion and we certainly understand his hatred and desire for revenge over the death of his brother. However, Avner, uh, Yoav here showed that he was simply unwilling to let go of that desire for vengeance and thus 
the potential for peace just fell apart. And David heard this afterwards, and he said, I and my kingdom, I am innocent before God forever, over the death of Avner Bener. David declared and made it very clear, I had nothing to do with this. I did not want... So David wanted, in order to bring the... David, of course, wanted to unite the kingdom. David knew it was his destiny, as had been foretold by Shmuel, to be the king over the united kingdom. David wanted it to be clear that he did not want this accomplished by killing off Avner Bener, killing off his enemies. He wanted this accomplished by making peace with them. Yacholu, I'm sorry, Yacholu al Rosh Yoav. May the, the um, guilt, the responsibility for the death of Avner be upon the head of Yoav, Yelkobesaviv, and on his entire family. And, and why did he blame his family? Apparently, the, the family was stoking this desire for vengeance over the death of one of their own, Asael, and also were unwilling to allow for a potential peace. And David here cursed the house of Yoav. There should always be in the house of Yoav Zavu Mitzora. A um, Zav is a person that is sick with um, discharges, with painful discharges from their genitals. Umitzora and a um, this is quite a curse that in their family there's always going to be a Zav, there's always going to be a Mitzora, a leper. Umachazik Bapelach, and a, a person who holds the um, uh, Bapelach is a, a is a. Um, is uh, something they use like a crutch, a person that's always going to be a cripple, and those that are fallen and killed in swords, and people that are poor so that they don't have bread. So he, he, he cursed them with, with having cripples in the family, with having uh, uh, soldiers dying at war in the family, with having illnesses and all sorts of terrible things. And his brother Avishai, Hargula Avner, they are the ones that killed Avner. Before we did not learn that Avishai was involved in killing Avner. We just knew that it was Yoav, but apparently Avishai helped in the in the murder. In revenge for his killing of Asahel that had happened during the war in Givon. It kind of points out the difference between those deaths. <laughs> not that Avner's killing Asahel was necessarily a good thing, but it was in the context of a battle. When Avner killed Asael, it was in the context of a battle, and it was in the context of where Asael was chasing him, presumably to kill him, and it was in a context where the two sides had been fighting and had been killing each other. So Avner's killing of Asael, while not being a good thing, was in the context of battle, one level of killing which can be excused to some degree. However, this killing, there was no battle, there was nothing. It was purely for revenge, which makes which which makes there for no moral equivalence between the two events. David said to Yoav and to all of the soldiers that were with him, David wanted to make it extremely clear that he was not happy about this Avner. Now, some of them, you know, a lot of conspiracy theorists might say, "Yeah, David really wanted him killed too." He just had him do it. He didn't want to make it look like it because he wants to unite the kingdom. He wants the people of Israel to like him. So he made it. He's, he's making Av, Yoav the fall guy. 
But no, David wanted to make it really clear. He says, tear your clothes, and put on sackcloth, and I want you to, to lament, to cry before uh, uh, the body of Avner, mourn over his body. The king himself walked after the bed. In other words, again, to emphasize really strong that it was not David's desire for this death to take place. They buried him in Hebron. And the king cried really loud. And he cried over the, the grave of Avner. And all the people cried because we had just lost this chance for peace. And the king cried over Avner. And this is similar. We saw before where the king cried over over the death of Saul and Jonathan, now he's crying over Avner. Again, we find this following poem, this following lament by Omar. And again, this is the second time we see David as, as, as a poet, David as one who writes songs. Again, this is a song of mourning, um, that different side of David that shows up, of course, most famously in Psalms. But here we have a little taste of his, of his, um, of his poetry and his prose. Hakimos Naval Yamus Avner. Should Avner have died the death of Naval? Remember, Naval was the was the lowlife, the idiot, the guy who who saw who was the opposite of Avner. Avner was trying to bring peace. He was trying to bring people together. He was trying to unite people. Whereas Naval had no qualms about about not giving people what they deserved, about causing divisions, about causing divisions between people. Is it fair that Avner should die the same type of death that Naval died? Your hands were not bound. And your feet were not placed in chains. But nonetheless, you fell in the um, in front by by people that were treacherous, people that were that were um, avla, people that were were incorrect, people that were wrong, people that were evil, <laughs> directing that at his own general Yoav, and the people continued to cry over him and cry over him. Um, in other words, you weren't even taken captive, but you were killed by the people that were aggressive. And overly aggressive. And the nation came to give David bread. This is a custom of mourning where the people bring food to the mourner. David actually sat in mourning. Again, it's emphasizing over and over and over again. David wants it to be extremely clear so that the conspiracy theorists can't say that David really wanted him dead. And David swore as follows. May God do this to me, and may God continue that I should taste any bread or any food at all. So David declared a fast. Here, this, it's, you can't help but think about the contrast between this fast and Saul's fast. This fast is a fast at a time of mourning, a time of sadness, and David does not feel comfortable eating and feasting during a time of sadness, a time of mourning, a time of pain, as opposed to the fasts that Saul had declared, which were inappropriate at a time when people needed the strength to fight. And everyone recognized and realized 
and it was good in their eyes. Everyone in this team, in this nation, you get the idea that this includes the people of Israel. David's uh, declaration, David's demonstration that he did not want this disunity, but he wanted unity among the people, that he did not want this murder, he did not want revenge, but he wanted cooperation. Uh, everyone saw that. And they liked that. They saw how this was a good quality of David. Just like everything and all of the people uh, um, saw everything that had David had done and they approved of it. And all of the nation, meaning this sounds like the nation of Judah, and all of, or this could mean the, the soldiers, but it sounds more to me like it means the people of Judah. And the people of Israel saw on that day, they realized that it was not David's decree that Avner should be murdered. The king said to his servants, There was a great man, a great leader who died in Israel today. I am weak. Even though I am appointed king, I am weak. I am saddened by this tragedy. These sons of Tzeruya, meaning Yoav, and his brothers, they are more harsh. They are more, um, uh, 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 I've seen the translation, savage. They are more uh, vicious than I am. I'm a soft-hearted guy. I'm a softy. I'm a nice guy. I'm willing to trust. They're not. May God repay those that have done evil according to their evil. May God take vengeance. In other words, David is saying, I'm not going to take vengeance now against Yoav. May God be the one that takes that vengeance. This concludes chapter 3, and this is a tragic opportunity lost. The opportunity of bringing peace through peaceful means was lost because of, of vengeance, because of a lack of trust. Um, and once again, one must wonder how history might have turned out differently had the people all united in a peaceful way. Would they have split in the future? These are things no, we will never know, but one can speculate. Unfortunately, we see this kind of pattern repeating itself over and over again, where people choose vengeance and distrust over trust and peace. Thank you so much for studying Chapter 3 together. Looking forward to studying Chapter 4, and of course, the rest of this beautiful book of Shmuel.